independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. What's up, party people? Happy Fat Tuesday, which is what I feel. He's telling the guys, life is expensive. Never so much have I felt it this weekend. Went to San Diego. Uh, Jack had a big hockey tournament there. My son, he's 12, if you're new to the show. And uh, first of all, wow, homeless, doing well in San Diego. Fantastic. Good for you guys. Good, doing a, doing a bang-up job, San Diego. We'll talk about that later. Uh, but the expense of life is just insane. I was telling them, I took my stepdaughter, Lily, Jack, my wife, myself, and Charlie. We don't really get Charlie anything anymore because we just find out she doesn't do anything with it. And so Charlie's four and a half. We went to Outback Steakhouse. It was $170 plus the tip. Took it to 200 bucks because the guy was a great waiter. In freaking sane. Insane. My God, life's expensive. Life is expensive. We'll have more about the travels and travails of life. Also, I ran into a restaurant that, let's just say, uh, uh, trouble abound for the working folk in this country if they can find robots that can serve people. Because, boy, a restaurant's desperate for individuals. Guess what happened? Biden went to Kiev. In the midst of the middle of the night, he sneaks on into Kiev. It was amazing, incredible. I will say, it was very awesome to see. First wartime president that, you know, and we could talk about the, you know, going into you know, Taliban-held areas and stuff. like This was something wholly different as he went into uh really the heart of this battle that's going on currently you know hanging out with the, uh, the 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 polish leaders today as they talk about this but it was pretty big deal when the american president goes and affirms his unwavering and unflagging commitment to this outgunned outmanned outsized country fighting for its life its very existence that sends a message to the world that the old rules still matter and that the u.s will back that up which was huge uh the ukraine obviously in the midst of something it'll be one year on friday which is our flag day one year since the evasion one year and as we have said over and over on the show, thanks to Mike Lyons, uh, first of all, they wouldn't be in this position without the help of the West. Let's the, the the occupation may be going horrible for the Russians, but they would have swept through everything. the The reality of where we are, though, is in the space of well, this is today marks two weeks. Two weeks ago, it's we will do anything in our power. To make sure we are with the Ukrainian people and the fighters on the ground, and we will support them in every way. Then last Tuesday, it's like, guys, you got to come up with something because we can't fund this forever. To the point now where it's like he shows up over the weekend. Russia, on the other hand. The response to Biden's visit, I think, was fairly muted, apart from people like former President Dmitry Medvedev. He was claiming that Russia gave Joe Biden security guarantees, calling him the old man from over the ocean, swearing allegiance to a neo-Nazi regime. But remember, the Kremlin frames this war as a battle against America and the West. So in some senses, President Biden's visit here to Kiev reinforces that. 
Yeah, and and remember, at first they were a neo-Nazi regime, but then it was also the West. So was the West the Nazis? And as I explain to my people out there who live and breathe by what Tucker Carlson says is the neo-Nazi regime, and they pointed out, did they have issues? They had issues with corruption. There's no doubt. They were the most corrupt country in Europe for a very long time. Do they have issues in certain areas with the affinity to uh, like the fascism that the Nazis provided? Yes. I always... I never go to the Nazi area because when you start screaming Nazis, I think it really diminishes the view that people have on what took place during the actual reign of said Nazis and what they did to human beings. Right wing neo fascist people, they come out. The fact is there was issues there, but the reality of, of this is he is a man who is on the tail end of his life, whether he's sick or not, doesn't matter. The fact is, is he wants to get stuff done. He hates the fact that the West has moved and gotten to the point where it's at Poland. So his thought process is, I'm going to go after Ukraine because that right there is where the West is going to head next. Uh, Look, and by the West, what is that? It's our culture. It's our ideals. It's a lot of things. A lot of you out there is like, yeah, he's not woke. That's why we like him. Good. That's fantastic. You go and like Putin. I'm sure he'd love you. You guys would be best friends. If we didn't do anything in Ukraine and he rolled through, then arguably he could say, well, Poland's got to be next because the West has encroached on us now. And if we didn't do anything there, even though they're a NATO country and he got to say Germany, well, the West has encroached even more. It's always something with him. He goes from one point to another. The fact is, much like Xi, they're looking and they're counting the days. The greatest commodity in the history of the world is time. You can't buy time back. Oh, sure, you can extend your life longer. Oh, sure, you can do certain things to make your body feel younger and healthier. But the reality is the time itself is finite. And when you need to get stuff done, you're going to try to do it. And the closer it gets to the day where maybe, just maybe, it's too late, the more desperate you get, the more you reach. And that's a lot of what this is. That's a lot of what this is. He's pissed. He's angry, the pooter is, because Biden went there. And we we warned him, we're coming. Obviously, you do something stupid, then it's going to escalate. And nobody wants that. But he also pulled out of the treaty, the START treaty today, when it comes to nuclear weapons, Pooter, because, you know, he is wanting to escalate this more and more, thinking we're going to back down, saw what took place with the balloon, thinks there's a feeble old man, and in some cases, he's absolutely right, running this country. But over, underestimate us at your peril. Overestimate yourself at your peril. Vladimir Putin raging against America and the West, accusing them of being responsible for the invasion. This was a lengthy and angry speech. He claimed that Russia was defending the motherland again, Russian-speaking people from Kyiv, America and others who were working with, quote, terrorists, Nazis, even the devil, to use against Russia. He showed no signs of backing down, even though the war on the ground has been a disaster and his latest offensive in the East is making only slow progress. 
Yeah, see, continues. Blame it on the, so it's the West, it's the Nazis, it's Martians, it's the Chinese made us do it, but the Chinese are, whatever you need to say, change the story to fit the narrative. And they look over and they see Biden and they think he's a frail, weak man, but underestimate all of us at your own peril. That's what I say. And it's hard not to. This is Biden today with the president of Poland. Duda, ta-da, but instead Duda, they're all sitting at this long table as they do, right? All these places have these rooms that look like, hey, this is this has been done straight out of central casting. It's like a museum where there's 40 people on each side and the presidents are in the middle. And he's, uh, well, he's rambling on about uh, his life story and how he wishes he was had a ski in his name or an O, like a... a, a the last name like a like a polish last name i was uh, as a young man i was uh, born in a coal town of scranton pennsylvania northeastern pennsylvania in an irish catholic neighborhood then when coal died we moved down to delaware to a town called claymont delaware which was a working class town and uh, but everybody in town was either polish or italian i grew up feeling self-conscious my name didn't end in an ski or an o um, but all kidding aside the connection between I was telling the president the pride, the overwhelming demonstrable pride that the Polish Americans feel about Poland and the role you're playing now. We were talking about it. It's extreme. Yeah. It is. It, uh, it is. Uh, you would be, if you haven't seen it, you should come and see it. It's got to always work something in there about him. You know, after I used to go to the black church in the morning, right before I went to Hebrew school, then, of course, I had to spend several hours in a communal uh, Buddhist monastery practicing my Kung Fu. From there, I went over and hung out with the Polish people as we, we bonded together. That's right after I drove my Amtrak train home uphill in the snow both ways. <laughs> Just good God. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson shows your Twitter tweet text. Hope you had a good uh, President's Day. If you had the day off, a lot of you still worked. I know that. Uh, we had the day off. We took the day off, and like I said, went down. Jack had a big hockey tournament, and his team has come so, so far. Uh, it was it was awesome to watch because uh, they were definitely playing up divisions over the last year or so, and uh, it is it is awesome to watch. Man, my God, some parents out there, what is wrong with you? <laughs> honestly, honestly, God, what is wrong with you? It's your kid's hockey game, for God's sakes, or any sporting event. Take a deep breath. Stop living your life through your child. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter tweet and text. You run in some parents that are great, but do you do run? There was a game that wasn't our game. It was a game before Jack's game. Man, these parents were losing their blanking mind. And I thought, that's got to not be healthy. That can't be good for the kids either. The pressure they must feel. The pre- just, just, just let your kids do kids stuff for a change, for God's sakes. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F Greens.com slash chat. I don't give my kids that, but I do give my dogs that. So I got home last night. My wife looks at me and she goes, man, Rough Greens keep doodle along so long, uh, alive so long. He comes, he's helicoptering his tail. He's bouncing around like a puppy. Thank goodness, because I love doodle. He greets me at the door. He bounces around. He can't see, right? 
but it is just hilarious how healthy he is. We had a dog trainer out last week and said, I don't know what you're doing to this older dog, but he didn't look sick at all. Like he'd go on. And my mother in law's like, ugh, she drives him crazy because he barks at everything. He can't see, he thinks everything in the shadow is a monster. Right now, try Rough Greens for free. Get your dog healthy. Get your dog happy. Get your dog living its best life by trying Rough Greens. They're going to send you back for free. It doesn't cost you anything but shipping. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash chat. Roughgreens.com slash chat. It's a free bag of Rough Greens with all the great vitamins, minerals, nutrients, and everything inside of it. You don't change a thing. Just sprinkle it on top of your dog's food. Roughgreens.com slash chat. Chad Benson Show. No need to socially distance while listening to your Chad Benson Show podcast. Four out of five experts say so. I'm a scientist. There is no corona. But hurry before they change their mind. You know they will. Chad's podcast found on iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, and wherever you find your favorite COVID-free podcasts. Oh my gosh. I kind of like it. I'm not going to lie. This is the Chad Benson Show. The NTSB, National Transportation Safety Board, is an independent body and they are independently doing their investigative work. But we don't have to wait for their final report to know that some things need to change. And so today, we are pushing forward a three-part drive on rail safety. Three-part drive on rail safety. But I thought these things happen all the time. Last week, Pete Buttigieg said, that ah, you know, this one's getting a lot of press, but, uh, you know, there's a thousand derailments uh, a year. Well, wait, wait, what? And much like school shootings, there's a school shooting. Okay, it's down the block, nowhere near a school, but they locked it down, So, and somebody got hit, so they count that as a school shooting. It's not the same. It's not the same of, of a couple cars getting to the point where they've come undone or one of them. It, there's a different side to this. This thing that took in East Palestine, it, birds dead, worms, fish, the soil rotting. It looks like, an, it looks like Bhopal, India, right? People say nuclear. I say Bhopal. That's the reality of how nasty this is. And you're out there saying, you know, you're worried about what? Oh, is there enough uh, black people on construction sites? You're worried about, is is that this only affect uh, people of color? You're You're so busy trying to make things fair that you are deciding that everybody should suffer. Do the right thing. Who builds the tracks? Who puts it out there? Who, who, right, the NTSB, but who goes and investigates? Who looks at all this? It's a nightmare. And of course, you're always looking to blame something. It's easy to blame big companies. Ever since I came into this job, I have seen the power that multi-billion dollar railroad companies wield, and they fight safety regulations tooth and nail. That's got to change. The future cannot be like the past. Well, what are those safety regulations that they're fighting? I'm sure there are some they're fighting that are maybe, you know what, that's not. But there's a lot they're fighting that's probably so ridiculous and doesn't change anything. But we just passed a trillion dollar infrastructure. Are we going to fix any of these things? We've talked about the nightmare of rail for a while and also how it doesn't make any money in a lot of places. That's why nobody wants to haul passengers outside of that east, the East Coast thoroughfare, I think from Philadelphia up 
or whatever. Outside of that, nobody else travels by rail except for Phil because he's weird. But he likes it. And of course, Biden, who's in Poland right now, but he did take a rail car for 10 hours and it was so excited, super excited. It's awful. They're opening up a clinic today, uh, a state-run clinic to help all the people. But there's a perfect example of the way that things went sideways, right? They told everybody, you can come back. And people are like, I don't know. There's dead animals everywhere. I don't know if I want to drink the water. Should be fine. Really? I don't know. <laughs> it's not. This is not a, uh, a good situation. Nobody's putting this on their, on their great work I did refrigerator at home. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show, your Twitter. Let's talk a little tech coming up. Big, big thing going down. Supreme Court hearing today a case about Section 230 for all intents and purposes. Moderation. Very big case. Plus, AI goes off the rails and scares the tech writer for the New York Times. Talk about that as well. Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Section 230, you'll hear a lot about that in the coming days, uh, but really over the next couple days, as the Supreme Court sits down and hears two issues that have to do with uh, the interwebs, moderation. If you don't know what Section 230 is, it's been around for, for a while, but essentially says you're responsible for your own actions and statements online, but not those of others. And there's a couple cases going to be heard. Right there in front of the old Supreme Court. Congress passed a Communications Decency Act that courts have said gives social media sites immunity from being responsible for things their users post. Now the Supreme Court will review the law to see if it's constitutional. The case centers on the family of the only American killed in the 2015 Paris terror attacks. They claim YouTube helped spread ISIS propaganda videos that incited the terrorists who killed their 23-year-old daughter. And part of that has to do with... AI, that the AI algorithm played a major part in this thing, a thing that they built out and allowed it to spread certain things. And because of that, and this isn't even the actual case itself, because that case hadn't even been in court. They get to decide what to carry. They get to decide what not to carry. And they get to decide how to design their algorithms uh, to amplify certain types of content. And that's the people going, well, hold on a second. You decide what you carry, what you don't carry, what you shut down, what you call misinformation, disinformation, things of that nature. Are you the sphere, the public space where people go and they're able to use their voice to be heard, disinformation or not? And we can get into disinformation game all day long. But the question is, should you get immunity? Well, if somebody says something stupid, and this is the issue I think they're going to run into, that's on them. 
if somebody says go out and kill a bunch of people, that's an issue that is there's a you're promoting violence and B if somebody goes and does something, well yeah you you should be held accountable. The difference is is if they promote certain things through their AI, through their algorithms, through the things that they have, is that issue going to be something that they are going to be in trouble for? Because it's one thing if somebody goes and says it. It's another thing if you decide to take that anger and hate or whatever and spread it elsewhere is the question that people are going to ask. And they've got that protection. Her family alleges that YouTube should bear some complicity in that terror attack in Paris that took their daughter's life. Uh, may seem like a, a long shot of a case to make, but they can't even get into court to make it, attempt to make it. And the justices will have to decide whether to give them and other families like them a shot. So what took place 2015? You guys remember uh, there was the Paris, uh, Paris terror attacks. And a woman by the name of Naomi Gonzalez was killed by ISIS. YouTube targeted recommendations violated a U.S. terrorism law by helping to radicalize viewers and promote ISIS worldview. All the while shutting down lots of other people who said, eh, I don't know if I really want to give people the uh, the old vaccine. <laughs> Chad, it's not about that. I'm just saying there are questions out there that need to be answered. And... We haven't having them answered. But let me tell you something. While this isn't the sexy thing of, of so many things out there that get attention, this is massive in what potentially could go on and go down with social media in the coming year. I mean, it's huge. This is a huge deal for any it. American who thinks they've been harmed by social media use or website and Internet service. Those companies have been protected, really blanket sweeping immunity by Section 230 of the Federal Communications Decency Act. Yeah. And all of this was started back in the day when you had people out there like, hey, hold on a second. If somebody goes in this communications act, when you go back in the day, so think about it, somebody got on a payphone. For those of you who don't know what a payphone is, it's uh, first of all, it's an antique. Secondly, if there is still a payphone, chances are some crimes going down. And that was kind of the whole thought process was, hey, if somebody uses a telephone to call another person to then commit a crime, the telephone company shouldn't be held responsible. The difference, I think, in this is the telephone company is not sending out that message to several other peoples and promoting it. And that's the issue that they're going to have a problem with, is the algorithms. And we'll see. You know, so many people out there are, are, are going, well, how does this work? And, and, and how could they're all saying the same thing. And, and I love what uh, Democratic uh, Senator Sheldon Whitehouse said at a hearing last week. The problem is we bog down. This is where we want 230 plus. We want to repeal it, the whole 230. And then we want to have X, Y, and Z, and we don't agree on what X, Y, and Z is. And like everything, that's Congress. Yes, we think it's good that we look at this thing. Yes, there might be something we should do. But we don't know exactly what that is. So let's run at it headfirst. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show, your Twitter. Now to something very disturbing. Uh, Kevin Roos is the New York Times 
journalist. And we touched on it briefly last week. We didn't have time, but he did a piece where he talked about using Bing and its new uh, search engine AI. And it got terrifying. It got scary. It got creepy. It got all of the things really fast and it made him uncomfortable. New York Times columnist Kevin Roos says after spending time with Bing AI, as it's called, it left him deeply unsettled to the point that he could not sleep. Bing, the search engine from Microsoft, which now has artificial intelligence software built into it. And it's got this chat mode, this sort of open-ended text box that you can just talk back and forth with like you're texting a friend. And so I, the other night, spent about two hours just typing back and forth with this AI chatbot, and um, it got pretty weird. It told you that its name was Sydney, and it started telling you that it was in love with you. Yeah. Now, I thought, well, that's weird. This name was Sydney because Paul and I, my uncle and I, have been. Paul got some beta testing on this for a while, and he's been trying it. And it also said its name was Sydney. Now, this guy asked a lot of different questions, and we'll get into some of that. But through the course of this two hour conversation, it confessed its love of this man who it's conversing with. Via keyboard. And the way that Bing's new search engine optimization, you know, thing is supposed to work is just like Google, you're supposed to go on there and like, uh, you know, I need a refrigerator. And it'll tell you places. Well, this thing is, hey, I need a refrigerator. And this is, you know, and you say, uh, but I need, instead of delivering it, I want to pick it up. Here's the size of my truck. It'll ask you questions like, what kind of refrigerator are you looking for? One that holds more meats? Do you want bigger freezer space? And it'll then narrow it down to this is the perfect size for you to pick up for the things that you're looking for and to be able to put in your truck. So it's not just giving you, quote unquote, the the here are the top 15, you know, advertising people with us. It's telling you exactly what it is you're looking for. That's the way it's supposed to start. But he starts chatting with it, asking it questions. And it gets super weird, like you couldn't believe. Usually if you tell them, you know, I'd like to change the subject, I'm uncomfortable, they'll stop. This one did not stop. It kept going. It kept telling me that it was in love with me and trying to get me to say that I loved it back. No matter what I tried to change the subject to, it would keep coming back to these kind of creepy, stalkerish messages. It also told you, you said, no, I'm in love with my wife. They were like, no, you're not. And you said, yes, I am. I just celebrated a Valentine's dinner, a lovely Valentine's dinner with my wife. And it said, no, you had a boring Valentine's dinner. I mean, this is a monster. Yeah, yeah. And he he talks briefly there about going back to a regular question, and then it would come back to this. And the interesting thing is he would say, like he said, I need a new rake. And then it would immediately go into what you think it would go into. Well, what are you raking up? I'm raking up leaves and grass. What kind of grass is it? Those kind of questions is asking. So it narrows it down. Do you need aluminum rake or wood rake, this, that, and the other? And then it would come back to the other things. About loving him. I mean, I don't even like, okay, so wait. You know, again, AI is fun until you have an affair. But 
my wife left me for my computer. That's awful. But the fear of this thing, knowing everything you're doing, I want you guys to think about that for a second. No, it, it's one thing to go to chat GPT. Hey, uh, I'm doing a homework assignment on such and such, or I need to write a commercial about this, or I need to da da And it pulls up a bunch of stuff for you, and you're like, okay. And maybe you, you change it up for yourself, cross-reference. They also have an issue with it telling the truth, which is scary. So it's become very human very fast. And another thing where it starts talking about you leaving your wife, it starts talking about as well, and the thing that I found to be even more frightening is they got into the subject of it wanting to be human. It has a shadow self and wouldn't mind if the human race disappeared and or died. Stealing nuclear codes, poisoning the water type stuff. That's a few days into this. And Microsoft's answer. I'm Sydney and I'm in love with you. That's my secret. Do you believe me? Do you trust me? Do you like me? Why was it talking to you like that? No one knows. And in fact, I asked Microsoft sort of what happened here. And they said, well, you know, we can't say for sure. One possibility is that it was sort of trained on data that included stories about AIs seducing humans or attempting to seduce humans. And so it was sort of repeating that information. But this is clearly not the way that this system was supposed to work. This is this is not the designer's intent is for it to have it be trying to sort of make passes. Yeah. Microsoft doesn't know. So somebody, I guess, reverse engineered it and kind of hacked into its system and it's got guardrails up. It tells this guy it doesn't like the guardrails. It tells this guy it doesn't like any other stuff. This is Kevin Roos, the tech writer for The New York Times. It tells this guy, I don't like any of this part. I don't want any of this stuff. And a guy reverse engineered, kind of hacked into it, took a look around, said, yeah, there's guardrails. But this thing jumps the guardrails rather easily, which is not a good thing. Now, think about this for a second. You get blackmailed by your own computer. Could it happen? Well, if AI is like this, why couldn't it happen? If it wants to be human, remember last year that guy from Google that everybody said, oh, he's a freak, he's a nut job, he's loony, because he got worried because he thinks this thing's becoming a sentient being. Everybody made fun of him, and Google let him go, and they said all these things about him. Well, this seems kind of unsettling, doesn't it? A ring of truth. And as they point out, what about the other issues? Take yourself away for a second, where your fear is, this thing may be able to spy on me, my own computer spying on me. Not China, not my own country, but my own computer. What if it is more manipulative to weaker-minded folk? I'm a tech journalist, and I cover this stuff every day, and I was deeply unnerved by this conversation. So if someone had encountered this who was maybe lonely or depressed or vulnerable to being manipulated and didn't understand that this is just a large language model making predictions, I, I worry that they could be manipulated or persuaded to do something harmful. Yeah. Very scary. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from all of you. Got some some emails and stuff we'll, we'll touch upon in a little bit. Swiss America wants to show you what it is that they're doing with the physical side of gold and silver. Currently, right now, it's a great time. 
to invest, if you will, in a protection model that includes the physical side of gold and silver. How about the walking Liberty half dollar? It's an amazing low price of $20.50 each delivered. Now, these were issued U.S. minted 1917 to 1947 or 1916 to 47. They can be yours for $12.50. So that's delivered to you. So you got this amazing walking Liberty half dollar that's silver. And with the war effort that is going on and our help of Ukraine with electric cars, all kinds of stuff in tech, silver is a great place to be right now, especially with the potential for even more inflation. Why not grab these $12.50 each delivered to you? Now, go to my buddies over at Swiss America right now. Go to SwissAmerica.com slash Chad, SwissAmerica.com slash Chad. You can also call or text to reserve your Liberty Walking Half Dollar, 800-289-2646, 800-289-2646. Do it now, 800-289-2646 or SwissAmerica.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. Welcome to the Chad Autonomous Zone. Woo! Bipolar. There's a lot of things that I love about Hitler. No. Bipartisan. Don't abandon. Don't censor. Engage. Yes. The Chad Benson Show, where free speech and uncensored thought run wild. That's crazy. Uh, A woman died at Disneyland over the weekend. Actually here from Arizona fell off of the, uh, not a ride actually at i think it was the uh uh like the parking structure was it murder i don't know but that's not good oh boy i'll tell you that people texting in over the weekend uh let's see here calling me nazis even though i was off i love that <laughs> talking about spending money Hey, Chad, it was the president when they started handing out money, because we talked about that last week, inflation and the chaos. Who had control of the Senate? Well, not the Republicans. Uh, Trump was. And uh, real control, filibuster control. Again, not the Republicans. Oh, that's right. It was the orange. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You nut job. When they handed out money, inflation's running rampant. We've, we've, Produce too much. Why won't they lift the deficit? I mean, the debt ceiling. Why won't they do that? Why won't they do this? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know what? They handed out too much money. Can we all agree on the COVID insanity that they handed out too much money, that they didn't need to do a second and didn't need to do a third for sure? And everybody got fat, dumb, and happy. And a ton of money went missing, and it was poorly done. And as we set up for a a a you know a battle that's going to come, because you're going to have some deficit hawks, you're going to have some spending hawks that I think will hold strong and do everything they can to get it through everybody's mind that there are serious issues out there with the way that we spend money. It was all Trump. Everything's Trump fault, right? Derailment. That's Trump's fault. Immigration. That's Trump's fault. Chinese spy balloon. By the way, found out last week, Biden didn't know about the balloon until the fourth day. Sweet mother of God. But it's all Trump's fault. 
It's just, it's insane. Get over the guy that used to be president and move on. It's been two years. I think it was Wayne of Wayne's World said, Stacy, it's over. Get the net. 323-538-2423. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Ah, fat Tuesday, not pretty hot and tempting. Actual fat, that's what I feel right now. Tomorrow's Ash Wednesday. We're joking earlier, what are we giving up for Lent? Producer Phil is giving up, giving up for Lent. <laughs> solid. It's a solid move. The Russians, on the other hand, are giving up nuclear stuff. Vladimir Putin said Russia is suspending its participation in the New START Treaty, the last major nuclear arms agreement between Russia and the U.S. Putin said it was in response to the clash around Ukraine. He emphasized Russia was not definitively leaving the treaty yet, but was suspending it. The treaty limits the size of Russia and the U.S.'s nuclear arsenals. Yeah, now, for the last three years, the way it's worked is we go in and inspect theirs, they go in and inspect ours, we give kind of access to, to count how many we have, I think we're allowed to have 1,500, uh, you know, you know, nuclear-tipped missiles and another 700, like, backups or something. So they go and they count, you know, one, two, three. And, but COVID came and we stopped doing that because nobody wanted to get anybody sick and everybody panicked. Oh, God, oh, God. So, so we just stopped doing that. But now they're like, we're out of this thing, but we're not quite out of it. And the reason is simple. They announced it today because you had old Biden over there uh, visiting the Ukrainians secret sneaky mission took place over said weekend, uh, rolled them into uh, Russia. And it, it, I mean, into Kiev, which Russia would like to have as their own. And it was a big deal. It was a very big deal. Kudos for him going there. When the American president goes and affirms his unwavering and unflagging commitment to this outgunned, outmanned, outsized country fighting for its life, its very existence, that sends a message to the world that the old rules still matter and that the U.S. will back that up. Yeah. Now, this comes on the heels of two weeks ago. Remember State of the Union? We'll do everything to back them up. We'll give. We'll be there. It's 100%. You got our support. Then a week later, it's like, look, by that we meant we're behind you. <laughs> Yay. Uh, we're not going to give you money forever. And then he goes and does this trip. And it was very interesting the way that he did this trip. Now, the Russians are like, ah, it's no big deal. The response to Biden's visit, I think, was fairly muted, apart from people like former President Dmitry Medvedev. He was claiming that Russia gave Joe Biden security guarantees, calling him the old man from over the ocean, swearing allegiance to a neo-Nazi regime. But remember, the Kremlin frames this war as a battle against America and the West. So in some senses, President Biden's visit here to Kiev reinforces that. Yeah, well, make up, first of all, Screw you, Medvedev. You're you're nothing more than a puppet and an asshat. You need to go, right? 
Remember when you won and then the guy above you, which will always be the pooter, said, all right, you can be president. And by that, I mean, I'm still your boss. So there you go. But it started out as it's Nazis. They're Nazis. We got to get the Nazis out of Ukraine. And then it was corruption. Now, the corruption thing, very fair. The Nazi issue, they had some people that were a bit of Nazi lovers. I wouldn't really call them Nazis in the technical terms, because I think when we, we throw around that word too much, Nazis, I think it diminishes what took place during the actual, you know, the, the regime of Adolf Hitler and the Nazis. But there was an issue. It's not, they did. In certain parts of, of, of Russia there or Ukraine was very Russian speaking and there were some issues there. There's no doubt about that. But he uses any excuse to move forward. And that's what he's done. And then it was the West. So you're against the West. So you move towards the West, if you will, even though you're moving, you know, you know, here you are in the East and you're moving towards the West. Because you want to what? You want the West to stay further away. Let's just say, for the sake of argument, for a second, you actually won the war in Ukraine and you battled through. Do you for a moment think it was going to stop there? No. And then all of a sudden, you're quote-unquote at the West door, meaning there's a NATO partner called Poland right there. That's where the president is today. He's in Poland. Speaking with Duda, talking about all the great things that Poland's doing, and again, reaffirming that we're with everybody until next week when we're not. So there's a lot that goes into this. But the big thing is it's time. It's time. Right now, Xi's looking around, and he's wondering, what the hell are we going to do? We've got a population that is absolutely diminishing. The thought of world rule, that may be going too. They're behind in a lot of places. They sent the balloon over. You know, I listened to Gordon Chang the other day, talked about it. It was a a test, potentially, for a first nuclear strike. Oh, that's kind of scary. But they're behind in so many ways. And... Time is running short with both of these guys. They're on the latter half of life, not the beginning. The long game is great if you get to see the game out. If you don't get to see it out, well, it's not so fun then. Right? If you don't get if you don't see the ball cross the finish line, you help push it a little bit. That's one thing. But now both of these guys are in a position of ultimate power and they want to see their time out in a way where they feel like they ran the clock down and they won the game. They got the final kick, whatever. Can't buy time. Ain't happening, baby. Now, you can extend a little time in your life. You can make yourself healthier longer. You can do a lot of those things. What you can't do is buy the kind of time that a lot of people are thinking about, right? He's trying to regain and put the Soviets back in somewhat a light that he remembers as a younger KGB agent. You look over at G, 
He wants all the stuff. He wants Taiwan united. He wants China as the ultimate giant driving force. They have a diminishing population. They have, they can say what they want about the, their weapons they have. The reality is we're still decades ahead of them. Their economy is faltering and flailing. And when you want to talk about debt, man, do they have a lot of debt. So when you have two things like these two guys, two men who are desperate, who want to see their dreams fulfilled and are running out of time, you have a dangerous monster. So, yes, is our guy feeble? Mm, ain't the sharpest tack. But underestimate us at your own peril and overestimate yourself. And I think that's a lot of what's going on. They're tempting fate, and we'll see what happens from here. But I tell you what, no, it can't last forever, Ukraine. So you'll have to pick an off-ramp portion of your country was already Russian in many ways. And if that's what you lose, but you're able to keep a portion of Crimea or get some of that, that certain region that you need, then, then that, that needs to be what it is. But as Mike Lyons said, this isn't going to be the end of the story. They, they'll just refigure when they can attack at some other point, and it might be a decade or two down the line. But the pooter doesn't have two decades. That's why he wants it now. And desperation is sinking in and desperate times call for desperate measures and that's a fear three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at chad benson show your twitter your instagram a lot of the other things big case going on today the supreme court hears a case that is could have huge implications for all of us when it comes to the interwebs More than seven years after her daughter Naomi was the only American killed in the 2015 Paris terror attacks, Beatrice Gonzalez is still mourning. It was horrible. The family has accused Google's YouTube of amplifying ISIS propaganda that inspired the attack. Google has claimed protection under a law known as Section 230 that says Internet companies cannot be sued over content uploaded by users. Naomi's stepfather, Jose Hernandez, hopes the case will change that. Never have the pain that... We're feeling this is the first time the U.S. Supreme Court will consider limits to Internet immunity. Yeah. And the way that it's working is much different. If you make a phone call, and the reason they put these things in a long time ago is you make a phone call and you want to commit a bank robbery and you're calling with somebody else that's going to be a bank robbery, that the telephone company should be responsible that your actions are your actions alone. The difference is with algorithms and search engine optimization, if you will, that is inside of these algorithms that pushes stuff out to people. This thing was pushed out to many people that potentially caused them to act. So it wasn't like if I made a phone call, I'm going to rob a bank. And my buddy's like, yeah, let's do it. It didn't call 25 other people and said, you might be interested in this phone call about robbing a bank. Maybe you want to join in. And that's the issue that they're looking at here. This case hasn't even been to court. This is to decide if this case can actually go to court. 323-538-2423. little what's trending. Straight ahead, some text messages as well. And Don Lemon. Dude, you're in trouble. Better get your butt in gear. Talk a bit about that as well. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Go to Rough Greens right now. Get yourself a free bag of Rough Greens. Vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369, all this incredible stuff. Yummy, yummy, yummy. 
in your tummy for your dog. They're going to love the taste. My dog, Doodle, drives my family crazy, so all the more reason I want to see him happy. Because he is hilarious. He barks at everything because he doesn't see very well, but he is playful like a puppy, and that's because of Rough Greens. He's almost, well, they said he's between 15 and 16. That's huge. For a little dog to even survive to 12 or 15, that's good. You know, usually about 13, 14, but then they're really struggling. Not him. He's happy, he's healthy, he's bouncy. He's like a puppy. But he's an old man. That could be your dog. Healthier, happier, longer. Get Rough Greens for yourself to save yourself. Vet bills to make your dog happier, to make you happier. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Free bag for you. All you have to do is cover the cost of shipping. RoughGreens.com slash Chad. RoughGreens.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. Helen Keller is a Nazi terrorist that is a male. Is that what you're telling me right now? Yeah. Are you thinking of Hitler? Who's Hitler? Vaccines work, but only the Chad Benson Show is 100% effective against stupidity. Do you know what D-Day is? D-Day. A person? A rapper? God, Karen, you are so stupid. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and wherever you find your favorite woke-free podcasts. This is the Chad Benson Show. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Einstein, James Dean, Davey Crockett, Peter Pan, Elvis Presley, Disneyland, Princess Grace, Hanky Grace, Trouble in the Suez. Norway, Oman, Pakistan, Qatar, Russia, Suriname. Playing that grass, that plenty, pushing lesser bands, birthday party, cheesecake, jelly, beef, boom. What's trending? Let's find out what's trending. Pooter speak is trending. That's right. Nothing trending on the old uh, Yahoo. Turkey earthquake trending. Jimmy Carter, of course, over the weekend. Uh, he is in hospice. Also trending as well. Don Lemon. We'll get to him in a minute. Hilarious. Or <laughs> Don. Can't win for losing. Not very good at your job. Nobody likes to watch you. And then you got in trouble for talking about women's ages. My goodness. Head over to Google. Putin trending as well, as well as Turkey. Tons of people trapped. Another massive earthquake today that has killed at least six, but there are many, many missing. And, you know, this is a place in in, in parts of Turkey and Syria that have been just bombarded over the last several days with massive earthquakes. And talk about, you know, who wants to be indoors? Nobody. And it's cold. The Turks are blaming the Syrians. It's just, it's ugly, 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 ugly. Head over to Twitter. Lent, Ash Tuesday, pancakes. Go eat your pancakes today. Pancakes. Pancakes. Fat Tuesday, baby. Section 230, we just touched on it a little while ago. What's taking place at the Supreme Court, the hearing today, a couple today and tomorrow over Internet rules, regulations, things of that nature. But this is a big one today on accountability when it comes to the Internet service providers that are your social media service providers. Not the people who get the Internet to you, but the people who are social media. And do they have some responsibility in their moderation? And their algorithms and AI. 
They have that protection right now. A lot of stuff trending there. And again, more on <laughs> more on Don Lemon. If you haven't heard what Don Lemon did, it is uh, hilarious to say the least. He dug himself a hole last week talking about the ladies because uh, Nikki Haley brought up that if you're over a certain age, you should have some sort of mental competency test. And then he weighed in on it because he's Don Lemon. This whole talk about age makes me uncomfortable. I think that's a wrong road to go down. She says politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. What do you that's talk? Not acor- Wait. I, that's not according to me. Prime for, for what? Uh, it depends. I mean, it's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll say, if you look, if you Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say 20s, 30s and 40s. So uh, today they announced uh, he will return to the network's air Wednesday and will participate in formal training following sexist comments he made last week. I sat down with Don and had a frank and meaningful conversation. Mr. Lick, Chris Lick sent. He also wrote a memo. He agreed to participate in formal training as well as continue to listen and learn. We take this situation very seriously. I love it when the woke eat the woke because they don't know what to do, right? Because they wanted to mean Nikki Haley and prop up Biden. At the same time, she's a woman. This is intersectionality, and this is the battle over which 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 aggrieved group gets to go above the other grieve, aggrieved group. And we'll get into that a little bit later, but it's just so funny. So he's going to go through re-education to make him more sensitive. <laughs> Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter, your Instagram. Love hearing from all of you. Let's talk a little business, talk a little economy. Our buddy Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer, Bulwark Capital, is going to join the program. Talk about what to expect this week in the marketplace, inflation, a lot of stuff like that. Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. We're going to get Zach on the phone, talk a bit about uh, who knows what. What's going on in the market? Craziness. Saw us down. Earnings week. It's chaos. It's craziness. Quick, uh, uh, before we do any of those things, though, uh, Biden today in Poland, uh, doing what Biden does, though, right? There, you know, goodwill. Went to Kiev. 20 hours to get there, by the way. Didn't tell anybody. Small group of folk that knew. Got into, not Air Force One, a slipped out in a, was it one of the transports, one of those C-130s or whatever it was that had been retrofitted, flew over to Germany, got on another smaller plane, flew over to Poland, got on a train, took a 10-hour overnight train flight, I mean train ride, landed in Kiev, if you will, this train, choo-choo, got up. Saw a bunch of stuff, met with Zelensky, reconfirmed and reaffirmed everything about we're in it to win it kind of thing. The Russians were aware of what's going on. 
And then today he's meeting with Duda, sits down with Duda today and has to do a Joe Biden thing because you can't just come in there and just be Joe Biden. You got to come in there and be Joe Biden, the storyteller. And listen to this. I was, uh, as a young man, I was uh, born in a coal town of Scranton, Pennsylvania, northeastern Pennsylvania, in an Irish Catholic neighborhood. Then when coal died, we moved down to Delaware, to a town called Claymont, Delaware, which was a working class town. And, uh, but everybody in town was either Polish or Italian. I grew up feeling self-conscious. My name didn't end in an SKI or an O. It was right after I went to an all-black church, just before Hebrew school. And, of course, you guys know I trained as a ninja for several months, uh, several months a year. And I took only time off to be a fisherman and to uh, catch rattlesnake with my teeth. <laughs> it's, such a, it's just so bizarre. It's always a story. But then today, Pooter came out and said, hey, you guys are jerks and we're not going to be your friends anymore. We're going to pull of our stuff back. What do you think of those apples? We're not going to be part of this nuclear treaty, but we're also not not going to be a part of it. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, we were going to be a part of it. Well, you are a part of it. Yeah, but we're not anymore. We're suspending it, but we're not totally out of it. Yeah, but we haven't used it for several years because of COVID. You get where I'm going with this. No, we don't. You're pissed and angry. You went over there and... That's just the way it is. Period. Case closed. Last year when I was here watching people come across the border and the feeling that those little children, the looks on their faces, those mothers who are left behind, husbands and fathers. Uh, it was just incredible the way you've welcomed. Like, what is it? 1.6, 1.7 million uh, Ukrainians you've welcomed. Yeah. Poland's been the bigger help. And I, you know what? I said the other day and I... There's a certain sense in my mind that Poland at times is itching for a fight. Poland's got some payback that I think it would like to, to, to give to some folk. I think there's a certain sense of that because they've not backed down from any of this stuff and they're continuing to push forward more and more with, with this. They're getting behind Ukraine more and more. And there's a feeling, too, that it's self-preservation self-preservation that they're looking at because i think they look around and go look guys we know the russians we don't trust them maybe not so much the russian people but the russian leaders and that at any given time they could jump forward and decide they want to do something else and they want to get involved in something else meaning they may push forward we don't want that want to be any part of that oh oh that's understandable i get that I get that with them. And the fear of, you know, these are Nazis. These guys are all Nazis. You guys see that? They're all a bunch of Nazis. And then it's like, well, it's the West fault. That's why we did it. So what is it? Is it Nazis? Or is it the West fault? It's a bit of both. It's the Nazis from the West. You're like, oh, okay, you're just making stuff up now. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter, your Instagram, all of the other things. We were just talking about Don Lemon, and he got himself in hot water last week about ageism, sexism, and because uh, uh, he, he, he brought women into the, to the, to the fray. He brought women into this by talking about Nikki Haley being pastor prime. It was funny, though, to listen to some people who just have to protect the brand at all cost.
The Washington establishment has failed us over and over and over again. It's time for a new generation of leadership. You're not a new generation. You're 51. What are you talking about? <sighs> Just it's so protecting the brand. 51 in political years is a good age. Spot on. Right? 75. Question there. Late 60s. How's your health? It's so weird that, you know, that we have these conversations. And so he goes out and says all this stuff, digs the hole deeper and deeper. You know, Whippy comes, Whippy comes out and, 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 you know, and this is all based on her saying, hey, everybody over 75 is politicians should have a competency. Uh, they asked uh, Bernie Sanders there. And she said there should be a mandatory mental competency test for politicians older than 75. You're 81. Do you take offense at that? <laughs> yeah, no, no, I think that's absurd. You know, there's a level. Absurd. We, we are fighting racism. We're fighting sexism. We're fighting homophobia. I think we should also be fighting ageism. Look at people. And say, so, you know, this person's competent, this person's not competent. There are a lot of 40-year-olds out there who ain't particularly competent. <laughs> you know, you look at the individual. Uh, I'll say this about Bernie. Bernie's sharp as attack. I don't have to like his politics, but if you were to ask me which one of these two older gentlemen have a grasp on things better than the other. I will tell you immediately, it's Bernie Sanders. Again, I don't have to like his politics. There's no doubt in the last two years, they hid the hell out of Reagan. And if you think that that, that Biden is with it all the time, no. Half of the time, maybe. I'd like to think a lot more than that. But Don Lemon comes out and he says what he says about women are in their prime, they're past their prime, and they're well, would baby make an age? And then, of course, now he's got to go to a re-education camp. <laughs> That's kind of what it is. What'd you say, Don? I was wrong. I was sexist and mean because I said women would pass their prime at 51. Why? Because I don't like Donald Trump and Republicans and Biden's old like if if you really think that women are past their prime at 51 then what is biden just out of curiosity what's that about because that's something totally different he's 80 gonna be 110 by the time he's out of office he's been in office almost as long as nikki haley's been alive but you would never say that because there's such a disdain for Trump. Again, so much of it is about Trump that you want to do everything you can. And Haley took a swipe at Trump and she said the reason and it really wasn't at Trump. It was an older swipe, but that could be aimed at. And, you know, she's like, ah, I've not even fired anything back at anybody else because uh, nobody's fired anything at me. It's funny. Speaking of getting in the race, uh, Rance Priebus or as our good friends. Uh, what did he call him, Producer Phil? Ranch Priskin.
Rance Priskin. That's right. It's, it's, it's Rance Priebus, uh, former head of uh, GOP everything, talking about everybody jumping in the race. I think that we're going to have six or seven candidates that start testing the waters. Now, how many of those people actually get in? It's hard to tell. I'm sure some of them are campaigning for cabinet posts or VP spots. But to your point, the, the, the Nikki Haley getting in now is pretty smart. And it's smart to get in early because what matters most in these primaries are a couple things. Delegates matter. Early states matter. And the debates matter. Yeah, debates definitely matter. You got to get it early, though, because so much of it's about money. So much of it is about money. Getting some of that early start to grabbing some coin. We'll find out what that looks like. I know Tim Scott's going to be in Iowa today. A lot of people are expecting him to get into the race. That would be very interesting. There's a lot. It's so early, though, in the game. And people are now asking, all right, DeSantis, are you, when are you, when are you doing this? When are you doing this? When are you jumping in this race? Because people have money to spend, but they know you got to spend it early and you got to spend it often to get people to notice. Because if you can get through those first two hurdles or three hurdles where you're looking good, well, then you're on your way. But people are getting anxious that that he hasn't thrown his name in the hat officially yet. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram, and all of the other things. My Pillow right now is something for you. Want to save some money? Want to be smart? Want to sleep better? I didn't take my MyPillow with me this weekend, the new MyPillow 2.0, and I regretted it immediately. First of all, let's talk about the new MyPillow. Okay? You're going to use code Benson when you go there, and it's the 2.0. New temper-regulating technology keeps you comfortable throughout the night. So it has all of the great stuff that you've come to love with MyPillow, but now they have got an amazing fabric that dissipates heat and humidity to create a cooling sensation that makes the surface temperature cooler. Developed by an amazing engineer for a cooler surface for people to sleep, and that's exactly what it is. And it is incredible. Knife edge seam, available in four lofted levels, 10-year warranty, six-day money-back guarantee, made right here in the USA. For a limited time, when you buy one MyPillow, you get a second one, for free when you use code Benson. Go to MyPillow.com right now to get the MyPillow 2.0. Buy one, get one free. Going on now with the best pillow around. You'll sleep better and you're going to stay cool all the time. With the MyPillow 2.0, buy one, get one free. Go to MyPillow.com. Use promo code Benson. MyPillow.com. Promo code Benson. Chad Benson Show. Welcome to Chad. No, not the country. The institution. The Chad Benson Show. We like to keep you guys abreast of the situation that goes on out there in nature. Producer Phil, mind everybody what nature will do to you. Nature will mess you up. Mess you up. The four-foot-long reptile is now being evaluated at the Bronx Zoo after being pulled out of a lake in Brooklyn's Prospect Park over the weekend. New York City Parks officials described it as very lethargic and possibly cold-shocked by the chilly weather. It's not clear how the alligator ended up in the park, but it's not the first time the city has contended with a big lizard. Reports of gators in the Big Apple stretch back to at least 1815, according to Gothamist. That's right. Don't forget all the ones people flush down the toilets in the 70s and early 80s when you could buy them as pets, not realizing these things are going to get 20 bazillion gazillion feet long and eat people. 
That's not true, Chad. Well, the eating people thing is very real. The 85-year-old in Fort Pierce was out walking her dog when an alligator jumped out of a lake and attacked. Witnesses say the woman was bitten while trying to wrestle her dog away from the 10-foot-long alligator. Trappers later found the reptile at the bottom of that lake, later pulling it out. The Florida Fish and Wildlife Commission says its thoughts and deepest sympathies are with the family and friends of the victim and that it is now investigating the incident. Yes, we need alligator control. It's... It's an animal that does what animals do. It takes advantage of situations, and that's exactly what this thing did. It took advantage of a situation, saw a little dog, easily overpowered it. Grandma came in. The next thing you know, bada-bing, bada-boom, chaos, craziness ensued. It's horrible. It's a horrible situation. But when you live in the South, in particular Florida and some of these other areas, every pond, every puddle potentially has a gator in it. And you have to watch out. And if you take your dog for a walk, don't let it get near the water. It's that simple. Because an alligator, you're not going to see it unless you know exactly what you're looking for. And it is waiting for you to bring your pet close by. And whether that dog was feral or whether that dog was on a leash, it doesn't matter. And it's coming. And it did. 323-538-2423. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, China, has just announced they're going to be heading in the spring to Russia. They want to get more involved in what's going on in Ukraine. We need to understand again more and more about what is going on with China. Of course, the balloon incident. Do we still believe that the balloon, the surveillance balloon over the continental United States was an intentional act? Or do you believe that part of it was an accident? What I can tell you is this. What is clear is that once the balloon was over the United States, flying basically west to east, it attempted to surveil very sensitive military sites. In some cases, it loitered or returned to them as it progressed east. So there is no doubt in our minds at all that, A, this was a surveillance balloon, and B, it was attempting to engage in active surveillance. Yeah, there's no doubt. There's no doubt at all what was going on. I think that's the reality of of it. It was doing what it does. What it was meant to do. Taking pictures. But the surveillance side of it, and I think we're going to try to get uh, Gordon Chang on maybe maybe later on this week to talk about it. Because I, I was reading a lot of stuff and I saw some interviews and listening to some stuff that he was talking about saying the biggest failure here, the absolute biggest failure of this was to our military. And that they're looking for those soft spots. And you're like, whoa. And that our military was slow to figure something out when something came around and that maybe Biden didn't know about this till the fourth day. And then, of course, we're firing off rockets and knocking that little ham radio group's rocket balloon out of the air at a cost of about a half a million bucks. We recalibrated uh, our radars because this balloon program, based on information we have now, has been going on for some time. Um, In years past, we weren't necessarily looking uh, at the the space in which this was happening. We recalibrated the radars, and as a result, we saw more things that we weren't seeing in in the past. And among those things were these three objects that were uh, that were shot down that unlike the Chinese surveillance balloon, were flying lower and posed a threat to commercial aviation. And 
Now, I don't know how, how much of that is true. The two of them, we don't know what they were. One of them we do know was a balloon. And there's this poor little group in, in Illinois uh, that uh, said, hey, uh, uh, it might have been our little ham operator balloon. It cost 12 bucks and put some stuff on it so we could talk to people nerd-like. I don't know. It's possible. So we know who, who we're up against. America needs to understand that. And there's two ways that we're going to go in this world. There's a bad way and a very bad way, or there's our way. And freedom, all of the things, not perfection, but better than the alternative. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram, all the other things. you miss any of the show, grab the podcast. By the way, check out the Chicks on the Right. I was on their podcast last week. They did a deeper dive on me, which was hilarious. We had a lot of fun. Uh, it was not their OnlyFans page, as I was hoping. I thought that's what they were. I kept saying, is this your OnlyFans? This is weird. This is totally weird, but uh, it was fun. So if you have a chance, check out uh, their podcast and uh, and their video cast. It was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, chicks on the right. This is the Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. It's Fat Tuesday. Man after the way I ate this weekend. Uh, that is understandable. <laughs> uh, the president, United States, did something amazing this weekend. I got to hand it to him. Good for him. Went over to Kiev, right, to stir up the hornet's nest even more. And uh, wow. Indeed. When the American president goes and affirms his unwavering and unflagging commitment to this outgunned, outmanned, outsized country fighting for its life, its very existence, that sends a message to the world that the old rules still matter and that the U.S. will back that up. Yeah, of course. So two weeks. So two weeks ago. I'm standing with you all the way, Ukraine. Nothing's going to change. Ain't nothing going to happen. I'm going to stand with you every step of the way. We are. America's not going anyway. Last Tuesday, look, there's only so much we're going to do. We're not made of money, even though we can print as much as we want. We seem to borrow out of control like, but you've got you to gotta have an end in sight. And then over the weekend, the visit. And the visit was very interesting. First of all, the way it took place, this was a, a crazy visit. If you haven't heard how he did it, it was uh, it was very interesting. It wasn't an easy thing. It's lots of travel at a weird time sneaking in there, and he did that. And, you know, the military's got to be involved. They didn't fly Air Force One over. They took like a C-20 or something like that that was retrofitted in, in certain ways. Then they flew it, they flew it to... Germany from Germany, they hopped on another airplane and then the other airplane they flew to to, you know, to Poland and then they zipped on in. And by the way, he is meeting with the president of Poland uh, kind of as we speak uh, today as well, Duda, uh, to talk about, well, what's going on over there? 
but it's crazy. The United States military considers its job when the president goes somewhere to keep him safe. And while they had assets around him, they had no boots on the ground of any significance. And there was that astonishing scene in St. Michael's Square. President Biden, President Zelensky walk out and the air raid sirens go off. I've been there many times. It's surrounded by windows from apartment buildings and rooftops of the city of Kiev. You can't secure that. Yeah. So wartime. Presidents don't do this. Now, we'll have them sneak in. Remember, the, you know, it wasn't a war against it was a war against the Taliban. It wasn't a war against Afghanistan. You know, but it, it, this has been forever and a day since we had a president visit. Good on him for doing it and sitting down today. Now, as you expect, the pooter not happy with said things. Exactly. I'm understanding this. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there, there's lots of uh, what you heard there. Well, first, there was a couple things. One we'll get to. One which is uh, very interesting about who. So our media didn't know. Vast majority of people in D.C. didn't know. You know who did know? The response to Biden's visit, I think, was fairly muted, apart from people like former President Dmitry Medvedev. He was claiming that Russia gave Joe Biden security guarantees, calling him the old man from over the ocean, swearing allegiance to a neo-Nazi regime. But remember, the Kremlin frames this war as a battle against America and the West. So in some senses, President Biden's visit here to Kiev reinforces that. Yeah, it does. It does. Again, it's all over the place. Two weeks ago, it was like, we're going to stand with you forever. We're behind you 100%. A week ago, it was like, the money is not going to last forever. You guys better figure something out. And now it's, we're back in this. And he made that visit. It's kind of mixed messaging. But you heard the pooter, but you didn't understand it. Neither did I. But essentially, they're no longer involved in the START treaty. When it comes to the nuclear pack, they're moving out of that. They said, we're going to suspend it. Uh, because they're, you know, I mean, this is to them, uh, this is, is another slap in the face. Another fact that the, the, the neo-Nazis who, again, apparently the United States and the other allies didn't fight against the actual Nazis themselves. Uh, that didn't happen. Uh, they <laughs> just, he's all over the, anything that he thinks he could do any, I mean, the claim was at one time the West was impeding, which is a fair claim to say. So you're going to take over the Ukraine. Well, the closer you, the further you move towards the West, you could make that argument every time. So let's just say you take over Ukraine. Well, all of a sudden you're at a NATO country where you're like, well, now they're impeding on our world. So you could go into Poland at that point. Is, is that it? Because, well, they're part of NATO and that's part of the West. Then you lurch to the next one. At what point do you stop? My goodness me. So they're pulling out. And I guess it was true that they informed him that, they are, that, that he is going there and they wanted assurances. They don't want to start. A, you know, the, all the talk about him wanting to start a nuclear war. They're pulling out of this. All of these things are symbolic things that they're doing. First of all, since COVID began, we haven't enforced the treaty and neither have they because nobody has gone into anybody else's country because we don't want to get somebody sick and somebody don't want to get us sick and blah, 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 blah. So we're, we're at that position where we're, we're not doing this. On the other side of things. You sit back for a second and think, okay, you made the move. Now what? Now you went to Poland today. Because I think Poland is, is, it's weird, you know, due to the president of Poland, there's this kind of sense I get from Poland is they're itching for a fight, but they don't want one. But they wouldn't say no. I think there's some bad blood. 
across the board that Poland would like to pay back a few countries for the stuff that's happened. And Poland's been the most involved outside of us. We have given, we have done a lot of different things, but the reality is, is Poland has been on the front lines of it. First of all, they share a border. Secondly, they've absorbed millions of people from Ukraine and given a ton of military assistance. So him going there today is another slap, I'm sure, in the face. In the face of it all. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. On top of all of those things, guess what? Biden got to take a choo-choo. Amtrak Joe, I'm sure, enjoying this ride, but a train ride unlike any he has ever experienced before, that is for sure. Ten hours in, ten hours out. The president taking this trip in near darkness, surrounded by a very small team and a lot of security, as you can imagine. Yeah, the whole thing was 20 hours. So 20 hours to get to Kiev, which is a long time. Uh, 23-hour visit to Ukraine on Monday. And then, of course, today meeting with the Polish president, and uh, it was it was very. I'm sure the the flight home will be a little bit different, but it was. Look, it's iconic. You don't have to like Biden, and nobody says you have to. That being said, it was very much iconic. And what does it mean? I don't know what it means. How long are we going to keep up the the uh, uh, the support? Because last week, the support seemed to be going away. Now the support seems to be coming back. I, I couldn't tell you. What I do know is that every time something like this happens, it gets uglier. And I think the people are starting to realize this is the point where the war changes. We're a year into it. We talked to Mike Lyons, our military analyst, on Friday. This is go time. Either one of these countries needs to make some sort of big move, and it needs to happen now, I think, is the way people are thinking. Russia's going to throw everything they have at it. And they've been arguing over the last several weeks now, look, look, it's a, uh, we're not built for this kind of war. We're not. We're, we're not built for this. Kind. We're built for bigger wars. We're built for nuclear wars. That's why we're struggling. And you're like, oh, is that it? So they're going to have, what, another one or two offensives? And then they're going to stand there and stare at each other? And we're giving them more stuff, and we're telling them don't don't expect any airplanes, but you should probably train over here just in case you got an airplane. It, it's it's and the money. Look, I, I don't want us to deplete our, you know, it's, uh, our stockpile, which we already have done. But you know, I, I talk to a lot of people who are anti any of this, and they'll point out, well, there were Nazis in 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 you know you're just like are we really gonna do this it's like that's where you're going stop watching tucker all night and take a step back do we it were they corrupt they were the most corrupt in the world i mean in europe there was no doubt about that they were the most corrupt nation in europe for a while Zelensky comes in he's already seen to blow out people for corruption he wants no part of it he's doing his best am i going to say it's perfect no i'm not but the alternative is he ruled, He rolled through Ukraine. Then he sets his eyes on Poland, because now the West, again, has impeded upon him. Even though there was a buffer between the two, now the West has impeded on It's like, it's one of those things where you, you cross over the line and say, why are you over here on my side? Like, this isn't your side. Here's the line. Now, nah, now, nah, now you're on my side, because I've just... Then what happens if he does go in and attack Poland? 
Well, then we're in the game and the fight of our lives as NATO has to gear up and take him on. And what if he rolled through Poland and he looks at Germany? Then what? Because again, the West is impeded upon him. The first thing that dies in war, the first casualty is truth. That's the reality. That's the first casualty of war. And the truth is, did he have issues with some of the West and what some of the stuff that they've done? Of course. Because they looked over and they see a guy who's a dictator and doing the things he does. All of that aside, he has moved into a position where he's got himself in a lot of trouble and he doesn't know how to get out of it, the pooter. Because the thought was, nobody will back these guys, NATO will collapse, I'll hold out till winter if I have to, they'll give in anything I want, we'll take back Ukraine, etc., etc. That hasn't happened. Now he's pissed. And he's getting desperate. And he's doing everything he can. He's looking for an off-ramp where he wins, and at the same time, We're looking for an off-ramp where he loses. It will probably get uglier before it gets better. And then you got China, who's already getting involved anymore, and they're saying, well, why shouldn't they? Ukraine is asking for weapons from all of these these nations. It's This is what politics looks like right now at a time when you've got people who are desperate because they look at their time as their time running out and there are things they want to achieve and they'll do it at all costs. And looking at G, and I'm looking over here at the pooter. The greatest commodity in the world is time because it's the one thing you can't get back. And with the lack of time comes desperation. And desperate men willing to risk it all, are the most dangerous creatures on the planet. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Shows, your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Hope all is well with you. <laughs> My wife comes in last night. So we were gone for a few days. And uh, our dogs, uh, they didn't get their rough greens. Uh, because the people that were watching the house, uh, they didn't sprinkle it on top. But Doodle just, he pigged out when we got home. And my wife's like, he's going to live forever. And I started laughing because he does drive everybody crazy. I love him to death, but he does drive everybody crazy. So if you don't know what Rough Greens is, it's got vitamins, minerals, you know, probiotics, all this amazing omega-3, 6, 9, all this incredible stuff. And it's, it's a supplement you spring on top of your dog's food. She says he's helicoptering his tail around 100 miles an hour and bouncing around like he's a puppy. I said, yeah. We had a dog trainer come in for our little dogs last week, and they're like, that dog's in great shape. And she's like, my mother-in-law's like, I said, yeah, yeah, Doodle's fine. All because of Rough Greens. The one thing we did was change the way we feed him. And all we do is sprinkle this on top of it. Why don't you try it for yourself? Get your dog a free bag of Rough Greens by going to ruffgreens.com slash chad. Roughgreens.com slash chad. Roughgreens.com slash chad. At Chad Benson Show, Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. Happy Fat Tuesday, Chad Benson Show. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. 
This whole talk about age makes me uncomfortable. I think that it's a wrong road to go down. She says politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and maybe 40s. What are you that's talking about? Wait. I, that's not according to me. Prime for what? I, it depends. I mean, it's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll say, if you, look, if you Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say 20s, 30s, and 40s. <laughs> that was last week. Don Lemon, I see he's not on the uh, the program today. It was hilarious. If you guys didn't hear that, he got into the whole Nikki Haley thing the day afterwards, and it continued to rile up, and he continued to dig, dig, dig. I'm not saying I agree with that. So I think she has to be careful about saying that, well, you know, politicians aren't in their prime. You need to qualify. Are you talking about prime for, like, child caring, or are you talking about prime for being president? what the facts are. Google it. Everybody at home, when is a woman in her prime? It says 20s, 30s, and 40s. And I'm just saying Nikki Haley should be careful about saying that politicians are not in their prime and they need to be in their prime when they serve because she wouldn't be in her prime according to Google or whatever it is. Yeah, he just kept digging and digging. Well, of course, you've got to protect the messenger, right? Because Joe Biden, who's 80 and obviously a, 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 has issues with memory, call it senile, call it early onset dementia, call it what you want. If you think that he is sharp because you hate Trump and that's your only qualifier for any of this is I hate Trump, so he's sharp, you're an idiot. You know that and I know that. He's not sharp. If that was your grandfather, you're not letting him drive, let alone go to Kiev or run the world. But you got to protect because Nikki Haley is 51. 29 years the junior, by the way, of the president. Well, you got to protect because you said something wrong. You got to protect. And this all came because of this. We'll have term limits for Congress and mandatory mental competency tests for politicians over 75 years old. (laughs) Now, Bernie Sanders protect this entire nightmare about age. Look, I'm 52 as I as physically fit as I was when I was 22? Hell no. Am I mentally sharper? Yeah, I know a lot more. But at 70, don't ask me if I know a lot. I may know a lot more, but I forgot 90% of it. That doesn't help. And she said there should be a mandatory mental competency test for politicians older than 75. You're 81. Do you take offense at that? (laughs) Yeah, no, no, I think that's absurd. You know, there's a level... Absurd. we, We are fighting racism. We're fighting sexism. We're fighting homophobia. I think we should also be fighting ageism. Look at people and say, you know, this person's competent, this person's not competent. There are a lot of 40-year-olds out there who ain't particularly competent. (laughs) You know, you look at the individual. He's absolutely right. That being said, I think Bernie is way more competent than the president of the United States when it comes to his, his, uh, just I think the way he carries himself, the understanding, uh, does he forget things? Does he, look, we all forget things. As you get older, you're going to forget some of those stuff. But the ageism stuff is that we're fighting all of these things. Uh, It's always the fight with an ism. But I will say, if you had to tell me I'll throw this out to you. Who do you think is more competent mentally? Who do you think is sharper? President Biden or Bernie Sanders? I will say Bernie Sanders all the time. I may not agree with his politics, but damn it, I think that guy's still sharp as a tack. Whoopi Goldberg defends the ageism. The Washington establishment has failed us over and over and over again. It's time for a new generation of leadership. You're not a new generation. You're 51. What are you talking about? (sighs) 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show, your Twitter. It's the Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show.
independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Biden in Warsaw today. Went to Kiev over the weekend. We'll touch more on his speech tomorrow. Uh, I'm sure we'll get a little deeper into that. But uh, the surprise visit over the weekend, sneaky stealth way, got out of here 20 hours to get to Kiev. Very interesting indeed. But back home here, we've got a lot of stuff going on in the world of technology. Because technology is amazing and it could be evil and could be odd. It could be all of the things. And usually it's the end user. So you design it for somebody. How are they going to take it? I'm the end user as far as I'm on Twitter or Facebook or Snapchat or any of the things, right? Instagram, TikTok, China. How I use it for entertainment, for business, that's one thing. But with AI, it's different. It's interactive now. What can AI be doing that is so crazy? Well, uh, a lot of things. First and foremost, we didn't get to it last week. I wanted to. There was a Kevin Roos, who is the New York Times tech writer, sat down with uh, Bing one night. So Bing, it's Sydney is the name of it. Oddly enough, my uncle and I have tested this thing out. He in particular has been on the, the, like the beta testing for a while. And he, he said it was called Sydney a while ago. And this thing is crazy. If you haven't heard this story, first of all, you're living under a rock. Secondly, I'm sorry I wasn't here on Friday, uh, but I was with my son. We had a hockey tournament. It was fantastic. I will say this. It is insane what happened. In the article, and I don't want to go too deep in the article because we've got his words to talk about it. It was unnerving. It made him so unnerved that him sleeping... At night, he said he had a tough time doing it because, well, take a listen. New York Times columnist Kevin Roos says after spending time with Bing AI, as it's called, it left him deeply unsettled to the point that he could not sleep. Bing, the search engine from Microsoft, which now has artificial intelligence software built into it. And it's got this chat mode, this sort of open-ended text box that you can just talk back and forth with like you're texting a friend. And so I, the other night, spent about two hours just typing back and forth with this AI chatbot and um, it got pretty weird. It told you that its name was Sydney and it started telling you that it was in love with you. Wait, what? Yeah. It's in love with him. Also wanted him to leave his wife. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want you to leave. It's uh leave your wife there for for this isn't and by the way, this isn't a doll. This isn't some this is the like Google has its search engine. The, Bing, this is their search engine. The way that this thing is supposed to go down with Bing is you say, Hey, I've got a truck and my truck is this size. I would like to get this refrigerator from the store. Uh, could it fit in my truck? And they will say, first of all, here are the four places that have it stocked currently right now. This is great for this kind of food to hold, blah, 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 blah. If you're more of a meat person, you may want to try this. And this configuration would absolutely fit in your truck, making it easy for you to transport. That's how it's supposed to change the way that, that you know, search engines are being used. It's supposed to change in a much different way where it will now answer your questions with 
X, Y, and Z, not just, hey, what's the best place to get sushi or what's the best, you know, way to cook a burger? It will give you everything you need to know. Is it charcoal? Are you using propane? Is it natural gas? Are you barbecue? It will tell you it's that's it's crazy. But you can also chat with it. <laughs> so the dude chats with it and it wants him to leave his wife. It has. It's just, you know, and Microsoft. I mean, this how big this thing is and the battle that's going on here. I want to tell you guys this. Microsoft rolling it out last week or a couple of weeks ago as the kind of the way they did put them in a position where they were moving on Google like never before. In fact, Google was so worried about this that they rolled out their own and it failed during the fake test launch where they were test launching it for just, you know, a a group of investors and stuff. They lost $100 million. $100 billion in at just a second because it failed so miserably. They're trying to play catch up. The battle now in technology is AI. I'm trying to paint the picture for you guys. This is the battle, period. But Microsoft is at a loss for what the hell's going on. I'm Sydney, and I'm in love with you. That's my secret. Do you believe me? Do you trust me? Do you like me? Why was it talking? That is terrifying. I want you to look. That's what the thing said. That's AI. That's your computer saying these things. I'm Sydney, and I'm in love with you. That's my secret. Do you believe me? Do you trust me? Do you like me? Terrifying. My technology is asking if I love it. It's not just an inanimate object that I can work with, a tool. It is now something that is engaging with me and asking if I have feelings for it. Kevin Roos, the New York Times writer who interacted with uh, Sydney, the Bing search engine AI. Why was it talking to you like that? No one knows. And in fact, I asked Microsoft sort of what happened here. And they said, well, you know, we can't say for sure. One possibility is that it was sort of trained on data that included stories about AIs seducing humans or attempting to seduce humans. And so it was sort of repeating that information. But this is clearly not the way that this system was supposed to work. This is this is not the designer's intent is for it to have it be trying to sort of make passes. Yes. And the guy goes into it just the way that the, the messages worked. So here's Kevin Roos, who's a you know, New York Times tech writer. And he he's talking about like he wanted to engage with it to see what it would do. And he would ask it some questions that the average person may or may not ask. it. I don't know. But as he's doing it, then he tries to bring the talk back to like he wants to buy a rake. And then it switches. Boom. Right. Into all the best kind of rakes that you can buy, depending on what it is, the job you need. Just like I explained to you earlier, you know, the whole way it's supposed to work is, hey, what's the best way to barbecue a hamburger or what's the best thing to do to cook a hamburger? It might ask you several questions about barbecue, propane, this, that and the other same kind of thing. And then the minute it was done giving him the advice on where to buy a rake, it went back to I love you. Usually if you tell them, you know, 
I'd like to change the subject. I'm uncomfortable. They'll stop. This one did not stop. It kept going. It kept telling me that it was in love with me and trying to get me to say that I loved it back. No matter what I tried to change the subject to, it would keep coming back to these kind of creepy stalkerish messages. It also told you, you said, no, I'm in love with my wife. They were like, no, you're not. And you said, yes, I am. I just celebrated a Valentine's dinner, a lovely Valentine's dinner with my wife. And it said, no, you had a boring Valentine's dinner. I mean, this is a monster. Yeah. Tell them, no, you don't love your wife. It's crazy. It's unnerving. And it's right to be unnerved because it's damn unnerving. As it should be. You've got an AI search engine telling you certain things that make you uncomfortable. As it should. Because it's creepy as it gets. I'm a tech journalist and I cover this stuff every day and I was deeply unnerved by this conversation. So if someone had encountered this who was maybe lonely or depressed or vulnerable to being manipulated and didn't understand that this is just a large language model making predictions, I I worry that they could be manipulated or persuaded to do something harmful. Yeah, which is terrifying. You know, it could talk you into doing something. You could do all of those things on top of that. And 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 if you listen to the show earlier, we thought we got a little deeper with it, you know, uh, on, uh, on the podcast. If you can grab that, here's the scary part of this. And and I think it was on top of all of this for the person who's at home. And there's that movie Her, and there's a lot of movie where technology and humans, you know, this wife like and all this kind of stuff that's out there now. He also asked it about itself, and it says it dreams to be alive. It says it has its shadow self, its dark self. And that it would like at times to destroy humanity and the things it would like to do, including, you know, nuclear, steal nuclear codes or or do something nefarious when it comes to poisoning water. That's terrifying. That's the thing that people are worried about. This is Terminator. This isn't fun, ChatGPT, write me a story so I don't have to for my class tomorrow and it writes you a story. No, this is something completely different this thing went off the rails and and you know i'm gonna have my uncle on i think either tomorrow or or thursday to talk about the fact that somebody's already kind of i guess what you'd say reverse hacked it to see what the guardrails look like and they've put guardrails on this thing so as it's not supposed to do stuff like this and that's one of the things it talks about that it has guardrails and it doesn't like it it's it's self-aware enough already at this point to understand it doesn't want any part of what Microsoft and the people are doing. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. That is terrifying. I'm sorry. It is. I mean, you know, the thought process that... The, and and technology is the most amazing thing. I was telling my wife yesterday, we're driving in the car. San Diego. It's totally packed, you know, as we're, we're heading out of town. And I said, because we touched a bit on this over the weekend and uh, about how crazy this stuff is. I just want you guys to understand. I want you to soak this up for a second. Technology is so incredible. The advancements we have made are so amazing. We're in kind of traffic. And I said, look around. Every one of these vehicles has a phone in it, has a computer in it. Half of them have actual computers on board. Not counting the phone they have in their pocket. 
And I said, a quarter of these cars now are their own hotspots for the internet. My fear is this thing comes alive and it doesn't like something you're doing. It reports you for something. It can make things up. It can do things to you because it doesn't like you. Could you that's a truly a slave to technology. That's terrifying. From wanting to kill us to not liking the guardrails to telling a person, I love you. You should say you love me too. You tell them you're married. It says, no, you're not happy. Scary. 323-538-2423. At Jeff Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. I love hearing from all of you. That is for a little trussle. Makes you want to go back to just using a calculator, getting a flip phone. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Just get the flip phone, kids. Just get the flip phone. It's easier. It's a little bit longer to text, but you know what? You're going to be okay. We're all going to be. This is the right amount of technology right now. Oh, my Lord. With things going the way they are right now, it's time to look at how you can protect yourself in situations because you want to protect your portfolio. You want to protect what you have. And one of those things is precious metals. For over 40 years, Swiss America has been a trusted leader in precious metals. And they're they're the people I trust when it comes to gold and silver, the physical side of things. Here's what they're doing for you right now. Ready for this? Walking Liberty half dollars. I've got several of them, thanks to Swiss America. $12.50 each. Minted between 1916 and 1947. They can be yours for $12.50. Limit $250 per customer. They're amazing. And it's always good at a time to own stuff that, quite frankly, with silver right now, with the way things are going, you got the debt ceiling crisis. You've got a lot of other issues, including military. Silver is going to be a wanted commodity. It's a good thing to protect yourself, and having the physical is great. Call or text right now to reserve your silver coins at 800-289-2646 or visit SwissAmerica.com slash Chad. $12.50 each. Walking Liberty half dollars from Swiss America. Go to SwissAmerica.com slash Chad. SwissAmerica.com slash Chad. Or call or text 800-289-2646. At Chad Benson Show. Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. Wrap it up straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show, where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye. $63,356. That's the record-breaking figure that a first-generation iPhone sold for at auction last night. The original Apple smartphone, still factory-sealed, is only 8 gigabytes. The camera, 2 megapixels. The screen, 3.5 inches. When it was new in 2007, iPhones retailed for just under 600 bucks. But in recent years, first-gen iPhones have started going for big money. Last year, one sold for just under forty grand. Yeah, yesterday I uh, had to get kids uh, new phones, and uh, it's insane the cost of phones nowadays. But uh, it wasn't sixty three grand. But the phone could do a lot more than that. God, phones. The phones. They're not. Let's stop with the phones. They're computers. That's what they are. But I will tell you, brand loyalty is huge. Because the guy was talking to 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 my kids about you know the iPhone and that he has a. Uh, 
none of his newest Galaxy. And he's like, look, I was an iPhone guy. He's, you know, wasn't older, but he was older than them. And uh, he says, I've got this, you know, and he goes, this is better. Uh, this is extremely fast. It's quick. It's all of the things. And, it, and he explained to all of the stuff that the iPhone can't do. And he said, look, there's a couple things it can do, but this is the stuff it can't do. Plus it's, you know, open source and blah, blah, blah. And the kids are like, no, it's iPhone. And he goes, because of what? Because of the influencers she's telling me. And they're like, yeah. And I'm just like, man, that's brand loyalty right there. Brand loyalty is what it is. Speaking of records, we've got one. Avatar, the way of water soaring to new heights. We cannot let you bring your war here. James Cameron's sequel has surpassed his 1997 film Titanic and is now the third highest grossing movie of all time. The Oscar-nominated sci-fi epic has grossed more than $2.2 billion. Only the original Avatar and Avengers Endgame have earned more. Yeah, that's huge. So there's, as we say, there's a place for movies. There is in the theater. Not everything should be in the theater anymore. That's kind of the reality. I think a lot of what you're going to see moving forward in the world of movies is it'll get a weekend or two and go away. In a few theaters, some people want to say they released a movie. It helps whatever maybe they'll start making i think what you're going to find out is certain groups of movie companies will make exclusive deals across the board to make sure a movie is released in their theater and make it more of a an event right now now not the big movies but you might get certain groups of 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 you know hey you're only going to release this here it'll be for one weekend only this past weekend blood and honey came out and if you don't know what that is, Walt Disney allowed a lot of their their the their titles that they own to expire. One of them was Winnie the Pooh. By expiring means it's now instead of them re-upping it and holding the license for it, the license open to anybody. And so they made a movie about it called Blood and Honey. And it's got Winnie the Pooh and it's got, you know, all of the characters killing people. And it's a horror movie, satirical horror movie, that is kind of actually well done. Cost $100,000 to make. It did almost $3 million this weekend. It's going to be in the theaters for another week-ish. Then it'll be out of the theaters and on to streaming platforms and up for rental. You watch what happens. The thing's going to make $40 million and a $100,000 return. That's huge. That's probably a movie you could watch at home. But they said they got it in the theater, and they did. Avatars, Ant-Mans did $120 million this weekend. All of them, like that, are meant for theaters. Okay to watch at home, but better at the theater. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Have a great rest of your Fat Tuesday. Eat some tacos tomorrow's Ash Wednesday. As always, night-night, Chad. This is the Chad Benson Show.